y'all. It's another Mom Break mini episode of The Everyday Woman Speaks. I am Margaret Smith-Williams, your creator and your host. It is here where we discuss faith, love, identity, foolery, and on this mini episode, a little bit about motherhood. I know, I know. Where have I been? I've been yet holding on, y'all, to God's unchanging hand. I'm yet holding on. I know I've been in MIA and when my teenage daughter tells me that she's been waiting for a podcast episode because she subscribed and haven't seen any alerts, I know, I know I'm long overdue, but I'm here. I'm back. I'm recording this episode before I pick up my coffee, head to a doctor's appointment and start my work day. So let's get into it because I know y'all been waiting for me. So I'm not a TV watcher. My commitment level to TV shows isn't that great. And my husband and my good friend Luann sometimes get annoyed with me as I will recommend something, start maybe the first episode and totally flake on them. And by this time, they've totally gotten invested into it and I've just stopped watching and lost interest. I'm sorry, not a TV person. I kind of lose interest very easily. But every once in a while, I will get into a weekly TV show with my husband or watch something that my sister or friends recommend. After finish watching The Crown, I started been watching Firefly Lane on Netflix. Well, I binge watched like 85% of Firefly Lane and the other 15% I fast forwarded and read episode cliff notes. Don't judge me. I just didn't have the patience to go back and forth, back and forth. At some point I was like, can we get to the point? But anyway, if you love stories on the evolution of friendships, like Beaches or Waiting to Exhale or Insecure or The Best Man or Million Little Things, you will like Firefly Lane. There are so many lessons on life, love, forgiveness, self-accountability and reflection, the frailty of humanity and the dynamics of invaluable friendships. As I have done with all of the aforementioned stories on friendships, I watched Firefly Lane and I laughed and I gasped and I cried Actually, I sobbed while watching Firefly Lane. And while I was watching it, I was reminded just how much I like ABBA's song called Dancing Queens. And I was reminded of how it will always be in my list of like all-time favorite songs. If you watch the series, you'll get what I mean. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with the song Dancing Queen, the chorus goes, I'm not going to sing it for y'all. You are the dancing queen, young and sweet, only 17. Dancing queen, feel the beat from the tambourine. Oh yeah, that's all the singing y'all gonna get. You can dance, you can jive, having the time of your life. Ooh, see that girl, watch the scene, digging the dancing queen. Sorry, I wasn't gonna sing, but that song just makes me wanna sing. But pretty much... The song is referring to a young teenage girl getting ready to hang out on a Friday night. Like she's kind of feeling herself, hyping herself up because she's getting ready to go on the scene and literally have the time of her life. She is young, has no cares, probably no bills. She's with her girls and she's fly. Like she thinks she looks good. She's in the prime of her life and she's going to enjoy every bit of it. And I think about when I was 17, I surely was not really going out dancing on a Friday night or going to parties and clubs because my mama, Lady Eloise, was not about that life, okay? The lives that these 17-year-olds have now, child, my mama was, 
Not in my mama's house. She was not having it. At 17, I had a new car, but no license. That's a story for another day. And was probably at home on a Friday night or at youth group at Nations Ford Church in Charlotte or possibly at a high school football game. But even in the midst of, you know, the parameters of how I grew up, I will say that at 17, I was a senior in high school and literally it really was the best time of my life. I had an amazing group of friends. Shout out to Kim, Dree, Tony, Akia, and Janelle, if they are somewhere out here listening. I was also in about five to seven extracurricular activities. I was in Upper Bound. I was in pageants. I was protesting with the NAACP, um, going to see Tom join the morning shows at like five o'clock in the morning. I know I'm old. So, and just like that girl and dancing queen, minus the partying and trying to move from guy to guy, I was really enjoying my life. I was young, carefree, and somewhat on top of the world. As I listened to Dancing Queen song this morning um, while driving my daughter to school and we were belting out the lyrics to the top of our lungs, I had this epiphany. Yes, 17 was such a great time in my life, but how do I make 40 or pre-40, because I'm not even 40, 39 yet, just as great? How do I enjoy my life now just as much as I did back in high school. Now, life at 38.5 is way different than life at 17. I have a whole husband, two kids, two to three jobs depending on the day, a host of other adult responsibilities. But in the midst of that, like I have to figure out a way to really enjoy my life. I don't think that God put me on this earth just to be a wife, parent, work, pay bills, go to church, support other people until the day I die. I believe that God is a God who wants us to be whole people. He wants us to be complete. He wants us to have both work and play. As a matter of fact, I think God needs us to be this way. Like he needs me. He needs you to have some sort of balance. And if I'm honest, like that balance is surely a struggle for me. It's a daily challenge. Because once I'm zoned in to work, I'm zoned in to work. If I'm zoned in to responsibilities, I'm zoned into it. And it's it's hard for me to really have a good balance with that. And I think that God needs us or he needs me to enjoy my life. Let me take you to the word. So Ecclesiastes 3, 12 through 13, and this is a different version. It says, there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor, for these are gifts from God. Now, I don't think the writer is saying or Solomon is saying that you should be like enjoying life at the expense of being responsible. I think he's saying that, listen, you know, as a part of you working hard and being responsible in life, you should make sure that you're enjoying the fruits of your labor, the fruits of your hard work. Ecclesiastes 2, 24, 25 says, so I decided there is nothing better than to enjoy food and drink and to find satisfaction in work. And then I realized that these pleasures are from the hand of God for who can eat or enjoy anything apart from him. I think that scripture is reminding us that even in the midst of the things that we're doing, that we have to find some sort of satisfaction or some sort of joy. And being able to do that is really a gift from God. So you may be saying to me, Margaret girl, my life is a hot mess. Like I can't enjoy my life right now. It's too many things going on. All hell may be breaking loose. Things may be falling apart. Kids may be acting crazy. Your husband may be acting crazy. You may be acting crazy. But newsflash, most people's lives are a hot mess. Most people are experiencing challenges. They might not let you know that they are, but they really are. And our lives will never be at a perfect place. 
Perfection is not a requirement for joy, even though the world makes us think that you have your life has to be perfect for you to have joy. But I really think that that joy thrives in the midst of imperfection. I'll say that again. And this is me. Nobody else did this. This is me and my great brain that the Lord has given me. Joy thrives in the midst of imperfection. That's good. We need to put that on a shirt. Joy thrives in the midst of imperfection. I realized that my kids really do need to see me enjoy life. Like they need to know that balance exists. My son is always saying to me, mom, do you take a break? You work a lot. And I know that in his mind, he's probably only seeing me as a, a portion of the day, but he's actually right. All, And I also know that his definition of a break is having no responsibilities, having access to an entire pantry of snacks while he plays Super Mario or watches cartoon nonstop. His definition of a break is also not doing any type of schoolwork whatsoever. But I understand what he was saying when he says, mom, you need to take a break. He's only seeing me in the working aspect or being the being the responsible mom aspects or being the, you know, you have to do this type mom aspects. And he needs to see the carefree, the dancing queen mom that enjoys life a little bit more. As an adult with kids, like now I totally understand like that parents and, and how you grow up really shapes your worldview, your habits, your actions your words, your communication style, it really shapes everything. It shapes your thoughts on life, on marriage, on friendship, on communication, on faith. Whatever our kids observe us do or say will definitely play out in their adult life. I'm sure you can say that you're a living witness. I'm a living witness. I am the adult walking version of growing up in the good household of Lynn and Eloise Williams with a mix of Jesus, maturity, and therapy. Like we are all products of our households. So if we're all products of our households growing up, our kids are all products of the household in which we raise them. So if my kids don't see me enjoy life more, they really won't know what it is or if they discover enjoyment, it will possibly be the wrong type of enjoyment or it will be when they're old in age, when they really realize what it means to enjoy life. I want my daughter to know that she can be smart, successful, you know, accomplish things in life, love the Lord, live a righteous life, but still enjoy life, still have moments of joy and, and be okay with enjoying life. I want my son to know to not expect his wife to be consumed with work and responsibilities and not enjoy her life. At the end of the day, I want my kids to say that their mom loved Jesus, lived by example, that I love them unconditionally, that I communicated and treated them with care, respect, and kindness, that I provided them with a great life. But in the midst of all the challenges and all the responsibilities that I had, that I still enjoyed my life. So moms, I know that your life may be filled with a whole lot of things like you are juggling wifehood, motherhood, sainthood, sisterhood, daughterhood, selfhood, and all the hoods that sometimes make life a little ghetto. But as I am on this 389 day countdown to 40, yes, I said 389 day countdown to 40, I want to encourage you as I encourage myself, girl, Get you a good cup of iced coffee or hot coffee, whichever you prefer. Please find the track Dancing Queen and listen to it and then pencil something in your schedule that allows you to 
live and love and laugh in the midst of the hecticness of life. You have to. You deserve that. I want you to dance and jive and have the time of your life. I want you to be the dancing queen. I know. I'm a little corny. But y'all love me. So that's all I got for today, y'all. Wait, wait. That's that's not all I have for today. I totally forgot. I cannot close out the podcast without praying for you guys. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day that you've given us. God, I thank you for the revelation and the reminders that you can give us, even through the most random things in life. So I thank you, God, for reminding us today of the importance of taking the time to really enjoy life and model life enjoyment to our kids. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would help us, help me to have balance between work and play. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would give us the ability to say no to things that we need to say no to, say yes to things that we need to say yes to, and to even put ourselves as a priority. I pray that you would give us um, ideas and wisdom on how we can better enjoy life, how we can better um, enjoy the fruits of our labor. I pray, Father, that if there's anyone on here who just doesn't see how they can enjoy their life because of the magnitude of their responsibilities or the fact that chaos is, is happening around them. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would shine light on things, even if it's small things, that will allow them to take a moment to stop and to breathe and to just share um, and bask in the beauty of life and having life itself. God, I thank you that as we're moving towards being better women and better disciples of Jesus Christ, I pray that we would make better decisions um, that are not so consumed with achieving and succeeding and um, working and doing more, but that our decisions will really be based in joy and based in peace and based in love. So I thank you, God, for the reminder that you've given us today. And I pray that as we move forward, we would take each day, a moment out of each day, just to enjoy life as you would have for us to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning into this mini mom break episode of The Everyday Woman Speaks. I am grateful that you took the time to listen um, to this episode today, but I'd also love if you'd share it and like and subscribe. You can find me on Apple, iTunes, or Spotify, or Buzzsprout, or anywhere that podcasts are found. You can also feel free to email me at theeverydaywomanspeaks at gmail.com with your thoughts and your love and your questions. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, my prayer is that you will live right, love right, and be right.